that I could have got pussy when I was young, right? There was this girl who was a, a closet, like, I don't know, she was a hoe in high school, right? Sure. And we had a lock, our lockers were like maybe 10, 11 lockers apart, right? Sure. And I was walking by her and she dropped her history book and looked at me. So I picked it up and she was just like, oh, thank you. And it was like staring at me hard. I'm like, Yo, this is the start of a porn movie you saw. Yes. No, this is not, bro. This is not. <laughs> um, and, like, I walked past her. I said, no problem. And she's just like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you later. And I walked by. I went straight to French class, and I was like, all right, cool. Pousse le mien, And then, later that day, I- I'm going back to my locker to just dump whatever books I don't need. And I see my friend, and she's just like, you know... This girl, Erica, she wanted to fuck you. I was like, wait, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? And she was just like, no, she's down. She was down. Like, she totally intensely dropped her history book in front of you, so you would pick it up, and you would strike a conversation. I was like, fuck, man, fuck. And I was just like, well, I guess the window of opportunity is out. So that's it. Life is hard when you your window of opportunity is 0.4 seconds long and you have to think fast. I, I can't think fast enough for stuff like that. It's no. like, oh, I have to say something to you. Oh, you're already gone. Okay, gone. Yep. Yep. I'm awful at that kind of stuff. And at that point, yep. you just have to whip out your dick and be like, is this good enough? Is this good enough? Please tell me if it's good enough. Do something with your mouth with it. Come on. Touch it. Becca's been teaching me about social lying because I'm awful at it. So, wait. Example? What the fuck is social lying? So I was at a wedding once, and um, this girl was sitting next My to us. My wedding? No. Okay. Uh, different wedding. This girl was sitting okay. next to us, and um, I watched her, like, you know, when I, when I, like, I hate wasting food and stuff, right? So um, when I went up, like, I didn't get too much food, because they had, like, a buffet thing, right? Because I didn't want to throw any, I didn't be like, oh, like, I, I can't eat as much as I grab, so I have to throw it away, right? So, like, I only grabbed, like, what I knew I could eat, but the girl next to me grabbed a shit ton of food, right? So she ended up throwing out, like, a bunch of it. So I already know that she is like wasteful as fuck. Right. So then there's like free champagne for everybody all night. Right. So she's out and she's been like, so they've run out of champagne now It's free for everyone. No one had to pay money for it. So she left. She was fucking gone for like 40 minutes. And she, there was a glass of champagne. I fucking drank it. Right? Yeah, for sure. And for she sure. was like, so she comes back and she's like, oh, where's my champagne? And I was like, oh, sorry. I drank it. And she was like pissed off. And Becca was like, dude, you should have been like, oh, sorry. I thought it was mine. And then someone would be like, okay, yeah, never mind, whatever, bye. Yeah. So, like, that's the kind of shit that I've been trying to be able to kind of smooth over everything with, like, oh, sorry, I thought it was mine. And then, like, maybe the worst thing is, like, he'll grab me another one. I don't know. But she was, like, legit pissed. But it's like, dude, they were going to throw that shit away anyway. You've been it's, gone for 45 minutes. It's not a bad thing, though. It's not a bad thing. Like, you're just, to me, you're just, like, blunt, honest. And that's been you. If I can say yeah, my right. experience with you is you're too blunt, honest. And there was times I wanted to punch you in the throat. Um, yes, dude. Right. Because but I'm trying to smooth over the situations here. So anyway, that's been my endeavor trying to learn about social line, be quick on your feet, that kind of stuff. From the experience I've had with Mr. Rob Fortune, he's basically like, oh, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk. Yeah, about, I mean, that's uh, how I feel. Don't, don't involve me. Don't involve me. I was never here. <laughs> I was never here. All right. I got a yeah. hype. I got a hypo for you guys. All right. I love 
playing Fuck Mary Kill. It's my favorite game. Yeah, dude, right? me too. I, I was thinking about it like all last week. I was like, I hope Drummond always has one because they're they're fun to. I love Fuck Mary Kill, bro. About. All right, yeah. Fuck Mary Kill, and this is gonna be a tough one, boys. Tough one. Anna Kendrick, Felicia yeah. Day. You know who Felicia Day is? Yeah. Okay, and Avril, I look her up Avril Levine. Go. Let me look up Felicia Day. Well, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. So, right. So I'm I'm awful at these because I don't follow pop culture enough. Felicia Day is the only one I know. Uh, she's uh, she was she's in she's been in nerdy TV shows and she's been on nerdy uh, YouTube things. So um, like what was that show that uh, Nathan Fillion and uh, uh, gay dude from Doogie Howser? Uh, oh, uh, Captain Captain the Musical. Yeah, the musical. She was yeah. in that. She was the, she was like the main character in that, and she was awesome. Um, so she would be my Mary because uh, she seems cool and uh, good personality, not a bitch, uh, whatever. Um, and the other two, Dr. I don't even. Doctor Horrible Sing Along blog. Doctor Horrible Sing Along. Yeah, I really like that show. <laughs> yeah, she was in that. Um, Avril Lavigne. I've never listened to her music. Uh, I think she's like a goth person. I think uh, she tries to be. Uh, I don't know, Tough guy or something? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then uh, who was the other one? What, what would you do? Yeah, she did marry oh. the guy from Nickel. She married Chad Kroger. What are you gonna do about that? Is this bitch going on the guillotine or what? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking Mr. Thing, Rob Fortune, goddamn. I don't. I, the thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Who, who's the other one? So Kendrick oh, Anna, Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, bro, bro. Kendrick. Google that. Google that shit real quick. She she she's got a bitch face, but her body, bro. Not she dump them out, dump them out. She got a great personality. Yeah, she's in tons of stuff. Yeah. She, okay. Yeah. She's I, the I, cup, I think... the cups girl. You gonna miss me when I'm gone? All that shit. The what? The cups girl. She plays that fucking song. You gonna miss me when I'm gone? What? I think I'm thinking of someone else. Hang on a second. Oh my god. I feel like I've seen her in some. Oh, oh, she's in Twilight. Yeah, she's yeah, in Twilight. Well, you know that. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. She it, and I, I'm gonna caveat by assuming that she does ass to mouth. So let that be a factor. <laughs> let that be a factor in your decision. Thanks. You just, you just, it was the deciding thing that I needed to put it over the edge for me. Why is Rob Fortune going? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. It's, well, not, well, yeah, it's not like you're buying a house or you're you know opening up a money market account. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of thought needs to go into this. <laughs> I swear I've seen her in something that I liked, but I can't, like, as I'm look, reading through her Wikipedia, it's all, like, um, you know, sing-alongs, Cinderella, lip-sync battle, Pitch Perfect 2. So, like, everything I read is, like, kill, 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 kill. Pitch right. Perfect 3. Oh, she's, yeah, she's in Scott Pilgrim. So kill her. I, I, guess, I guess I gotta kill her. Oh, damn, he, he's gonna kill Anna Kendrick. Shit. All right, so you got Felicia Day for the Mary. That's your long term. You got yeah. fucking Anna Kendrick, who you're gonna kill? Wow! And you're yeah. gonna fuck Avril Lavigne? I don't even know what she looks like. Let's let's take it up. Let's... You don't remember Jomo, Skater Girl? Jomo, why are you so judgmental? Like you asked the question. Let I can be I can be as judgmental as I want to fucking be. I, this is this is this is our show. I can be judgmental. This That's is true. our shit. Let man. it out. Let it flow. Let the let it flow. Let, let the hate out. Let the, let, the, let the hate flow through you. I can do it. Do it now. I don't know. They're 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 all good looking women. They're all yes, you know, Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, they're all hot. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you you win no matter who you fuck. I don't know. Yeah, but that yeah. that's the <laughs> dilemma. One of these bitches gotta die. Well, yeah, when I looked through the discography of uh, Anna Kendrick there, it was all stuff I could live without. Uh, <laughs> Saturday Night Trust me, all the stuff from Avril Lavigne you could live without, too. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Felicia's Day, Felicia Day is the only one I, I, like, have seen, and I know that I, like, liked what she did. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to fuck Avril. Yeah. You got to fuck Avril. Okay, you yeah. fuck Avril. All right. What about, what about Mr. fucking, uh, Mr. Jack Falcon? You, I don't know anything got? about Felicia Day, so I don't give a shit. She's dead to me. Bro! Uh, I'm killing I'm killing her. Uh, I'm fucking Avril Lavigne, and I'm marrying Anna Kendrick. That's it. Oh, my God. All right, well, uh, I'm going to fuck Felicia Day. Just, be, just to say I did it, you know? Because people yeah. do... The nerds know her. There's probably some normies that know her, right? I'm, I'm going to fuck yeah, Felicia probably. Day. Um, I'm going to marry... I'm going to marry Avril Lavigne. Here's why. She's got money. Yeah, she does. I, I want I want a sugar mama, okay? I want a sugar mama. And I'm going to kill Anna Kendrick, and here's why. That fucking cup song, you deserve to die if you put that shit out, okay? Yeah, Fuck. here's the thing. You're going to kill her, too. Even You just judged me for killing her. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah. But that's it. that's it. That's it. That's it. Avril Lavigne was married to Derek Wembley at one point, so you can become Eskimo brothers with him. And no. he's fucking awesome. And, I Jack, and, and Chad Kroger. You no, know? Chad Kroger sucks, dude. That's why I didn't... Yeah, fuck Chad Kroger. No one likes him. Yeah. But he was redeemed for It Won't Suck Itself. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good yes. point. Yes. I got to get Mr. Rob Fortune brings up a very valuable point. That You're right, good sure. sir. He's right. That He's is a good right. point. That is a good point. God damn. Mr. Rob Fortune for the win. All yeah. right. So we're back. We are fucking back. Uh, last week, we covered Anthrax. This week... We listened to fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers, a great band, um, a very different, unique band. But first, I got to start off with some fucking introductions, people, all right? This man wrote the manual on ass-eating, Mr. Rob Fortune. Rob, say hello. Hi, please order my book on Amazon. <laughs> How to eat ass. It's just like an ass in front of you, and he's got like a mustache and a spoon. He's just like, mmm. He's wearing like a, a seersucker suit. He's just like, mm. <laughs> only five ninety nine. <laughs> only five. There's three pages. That's all you need. <laughs> you could probably tell that story or give that information in a lot less than three pages. Uh, no, I only feel... two books per page. All right. <laughs> all right. Yo, speaking of, of ass eating, have you guys watched The Boys? No, I don't yes. know what that is. So I, yeah, I'm but don't you dare that. interrupt my fucking introduction ever again, you son of a bitch. Sorry, go show. on, Jomo. How continue. dare you? Continue, Jomo. And I was saying good things about you this week. This man literally okay, yeah, pisses okay. excellence out of his pee-pee hole, Mr. Jack Falcon. Everyone say hi to Jack. Good. Oh, that was crispy. That was crispy. I liked it. It was very good. Nice. Old brown dog. Back Old on the wagon. We're back on the wagon. Yeah. So, you guys want to hear uh, an interesting, maybe not interesting, a fact about me? Sure. Oh, God, no. Not, not really, but go. Jomo, say yes as well. Yes, see. Well, the first concert I ever went to was July 13th, 2000 in Hartford, Connecticut. It was Muse, the Foot Fighters, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. And, um, you I saw three legends. Three legends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, at that point, I was really obsessed with the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters, I don't give a shit about now. I haven't liked in like 10 years. They're boring. But uh, they had the CD, uh, There's Nothing Left to Lose. Before that, they had uh, The Color and the Shape. There might be another one in between. I can't remember. Wow. And I was really into that album. I fucking loved it. And also, this was the same tour for Californication, which was all over the place. So, yeah, my mom bought me tickets for uh, two tickets for my birthday one year. And uh, we went to go see them in uh, July. And it was great. I, I loved it. I, I was all with? about it. With her, I was 14. Oh, wow. Well, so, yeah. Fucking. Mm, how's she doing, by yeah. the way? Good. She's good. Um, I was telling her I found it because I, I, when I was looking them up today, I was, I was going to uh, I see if I could narrow down the exact show, and that's <clears> it. That's the one from Hartford. Uh, yeah, it was good. I'm and uh, Muse, Muse uh, Sense has gotten quite popular, but yeah. I, I, here, here's the thing is, my cousin, she's dating an Englishman who's in England. And nice detail. Thank he, you. He's, a, <laughs> he's obsessed with the muse and I like some of their songs, but they're just, it's, it's, it's a little, yeah, muse is awesome. it's a little, yeah, you know, they're great. They're good. Yeah. They're, they're, they're mediocre. All right. I wouldn't say no, they're above mediocre. They're good. We should do muse sometime. We, maybe, maybe, maybe. I saw Muse live also. Um, I was really into Radiohead for a while, so I was into Muse, but I think Radiohead's more interesting than Muse. Yeah, for sure, Radiohead's for sure. one of my favorites ever, and we'll yeah. get to them at some point. They, gr- yeah. they ground white men. That's what they do. I'm a creep. Because that's what Mr. Jack Falcon is. He's a creep. Am I? He, he, with that fucking... I try, I try not to project it. With that rapist beard, you're a creep. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Every Christ. time we come on here, I'm like, I'm shaving my beard. I never do. I got all kinds of other shit I'm Mi- doing. Mr. Rob Fortune, he's got to shave his damn beard, please. Uh, just or, or trim it, trim it, so you look, you know, not so rapey. Okay, I'll trim it down. <laughs> Hopefully, it happens. All right, and do shout- I always stand to do something. And then- I got to give one shout oh, out. Oh yeah, so the boy, what's up? No, no, fuck you, go. go. Okay, so we were talking about ass eating. There's a scene in the boys where um, they they. Uh, they're like bug this lady's apartment and like they're watching all of her using all of her cameras to watch from like a, a moving van outside. And the guy, uh, the landlord keeps asking her for money. She needs to pay. Uh, and she's always like kind of dodging them. So then he comes to the, the, he like knocks on the door, confronts her like, yo, pay me my money. Uh, she doesn't have it. So she like is willing to fuck the guy instead. Uh, so she gets the guy like into his underwear and she's like, you're dirty or whatever. And he's like loving it. He's like pretending to be like a robber. And like, she's like, oh, you, you're robbing my house. And then she like sits down like on his face or whatever. And she's like, he's like eating her ass. And she's like, yeah, you love eating ass. And then she like gets so into it that she like makes his head explode. And like the brains go like blowing out the back. And like, that's like what the dudes use as leverage against her to like help them out. Cause like they have it on video or whatever. So like. You know, they're he like, ate your ass, food. and he died yeah. for you. He died for yeah. ass eating. So they, they need information, and then like, and he says pretty much, uh, he says, uh, tell us what we need to know, or I'm posting your video on Pornhub under the Fatal Cunnilingus section. <laughs> Fucking great show. I, I only saw the first season, but it was really, really good. And we, we only watched that because like we watched the show <laughs> Invinci- uh, Invincible before, which is a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty awesome. It's like brutal. It's like gory and brutal as hell. Good. Season two was good too. I I think it uh, started weak, but I think it ended strong. It's nice. I I do need to watch too. Yeah. I gotta but, get oh, on no, your guys' really level. I gotta get on your guys' level. I don't really watch that much. I watch a lot of like YouTube, but I'm watching like how to fix your golf swing. And yeah, 
You need to watch a lot of those videos. Yeah, yeah. I, I fix your fucking face. This is a shout out. This is a shout out to A2M, also known as Ass to Mouth, the artist. He created the song I Got Bitches, and I just hope that if he ever creates an album, it goes platinum. Like, the dude's a legend, for sure. Yeah. A legend. He is um, a legend. Shout out to him, but let's segue. Uh, I was on the golf course, bro. And okay. I was having a rough day. Like, the first three holes were, were pretty... I double bogeyed, all right? Okay. However, I started to get better. I was like, you know what? Let me put on the Red Hot Chili Peppers' greatest hits on my phone. And I put them in my pocket, and I was just... Pl- bro, I was fucking par. I got One hole, I got a birdie on, on a par four. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, Red Hot Chili Peppers just calms me the fuck down. Yeah. A great band. I, I just, I don't know what else to say about them. They're fucking amazing. I have a lot to say, but they're great. I yes. hope you have a lot to say. I hope, I hope your mom has a lot to say about the ass to mouth, but all right. <laughs> so so nicely put, Jomo. Uh, are we ready to talk about the band? <laughs> We're ready. Yeah. We're fucking ready. We were born all ready. All right. Let me, let, me drop, let me drop some artwork here. Yeah. Oh, I want to say, as always, the information that I have here is mostly gathered from Wikipedia. Also, this time I went to the Grammy site. I went to a bunch of just websites on the internet. Um, and that's where I got this information from. Some of it is wrong, I've noticed, especially on Wikipedia. Um, so I've tried to do the best I can to verify any of the sources to at least have correct information here. Uh, so if anything's wrong here, it's probably wrong there. The trolls uh, I dropped are the strong. Al- the trolls yeah. are strong. I- yeah. So, I, well, also, like, one of the things was, like, for one of the albums, I think it was, by the way, it said, like, they were nominated for seven Grammys, and it said that on Wikipedia, and then the Grammy page says they were nominated for four, and then Flea's Grammy page says they were nominated for six. So there's, like, incorrect information all over the place. I would go with the Grammy page uh, because they're literally the awarding body. Yeah, but, like, they're, <laughs> whatever, whatever they use to keep it updated is not updating right. Because if you go to Flea or Anthony Kiedis' page, it says that there were seven or six nominations for By The Way. And if you go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers page, it says there's four. That's just, we can dispute this easily. The Grammy is the awarding body, right? So that's it. That's what they got. Four nominations. It's both from the Grammy website. They're both you from the same website. shut your fucking whore mouth. Hurry All up right. and continue. Fine. All right. Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is a 17-track album released in, on September 24th, 1991, the same day as Nirvana's album Nevermind, coming in just under 74 minutes long. It's the fifth studio album from the band and the second to feature guitarist John Frusciante after the death of original guitar player Hillel Slovak in 1988. Uh, it was certified gold in 1991, platinum in 1992, and seven times platinum uh, in the United States since then. It also reached number three on the U.S. Billboard 200, uh, and was nominated for three Grammy Awards at the 35th Award Show in 1992, winning Best Hard Rock Performance with a, with vocal for Give It Away. Uh, quick worldwide success from the album would lead to John Frusciante quitting the band mid-tour in 1992 and not returning uh, to the band until 1998. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is the recording of this album because it's it's a pretty cool story. They um, I'm going to read this verbatim from the page. <clears throat> uh, they're pretty much looking for a new you know, where they wanted to record it. Uh, The band sought to record the album in an unconventional setting, believed that it would enhance their creative output. Uh, Ruben suggested the mansion magician Harry Houdini once lived in, to which they agreed a crew was hired to set up a recording studio and other equipment for production in the house in Los Angeles. Uh, The Peppers decided they would remain inside the mansion for the duration of the recording, although according to Kiedis, Smith was convinced the location was haunted and refused to stay. Smith himself disputes this account and instead claims the real mansion uh, he did not stay at 
instead claims uh, the real reason he did not stay at the mansion was because he wanted to be home with his wife. But for Shante, however, disagreed with Smith and said there are definitely ghosts in the house, uh, but he felt that they were very friendly uh, and they had nothing but warm vibes and happiness everywhere we go in the house. Uh, singles from this album, Give It Away, Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, Breaking the Girl, and If You Have to Ask. Jomo, why don't you talk about it? If you have to ask for Astomouth, you're fucking wrong. You just do you're it. Wrong. You fucking do it. You go like this. Anal? Hmm. All right. Why can I not see your video? Huh? Why can I not see your video? What do you mean? I can see your video. You can see my video. So, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Uh, well, maybe something... Well, I'll just picture what it looks like. Yeah, what do you... You just ruined my segue into the fucking sorry. discussion, you fucking piece I'm sorry. of shit. So for Continue. me, I mean, Funky Monks, Suck My Kiss, um, they have great vibes, man. I, when, when I listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I'm going to talk all day about this shit, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers give me good vibes. They give me positive vibes. Um, give it away and under the bridge for me. It was just like, I remember watching The Simpsons, right? I was watching fucking Simpsons. They're like, give it away. And they're playing in their fucking underwear. And we know the, yeah. the, true, the true story. They were playing in their socks over their dick, right? Right. But he's like, give it away, give it away. And they're like thrusting. I did that shit. And my dad was like, stop that. What are you doing? And I was thrusting my hips. I was like, mm, give it away, give it away, give it away. Like, give it up. You know, fucking this yeah. album. This, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, who, who produced this album? Rick Rubin, right? Yes, yeah. He did almost all of their albums after this one, I think. Rick Rubin including this one. doesn't make great artists. He fucking pushes up great artists. Rick Rubin is a... If you're listening, Rick, which you're not. Um, we appreciate all you, you do for these artists. You, you're you a fucking mastermind. The dude has got his hands deep into rock music and is, yeah. a, is a legend. Um, yep. the, I, I wasn't disappointed with this album. There's a reason I chose this album, and I was just like, "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" is just it. It gave the vibe. It opened up the vibe to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So when I was listening to this, I'm like, "It's more raw. It's more early Red Hot Chili Peppers." And they have more. I think about three or four albums before this one. Three, maybe three. This this is their fifth album. This is their fifth album. Okay, so they got four yeah. albums before this. I, fucking my brain you know what i'm saying like off the wagon mm. i just feel like this album this is why i chose this album it is a fucking savage album man every song i'm not disappointed with i feel like it has the same substance has the same energy it brings great vibes and when you listen to this shit you're just like man like i could i could be driving i could be on the golf course i could be fucking pooping i don't give a shit this album's great. You can't be disappointed. And to me, like, those songs stick out. I don't like, um, I made a note of this. Apache Rose Peacock. That's the only song. I felt like it was a waste of a song. I actually like that song. Of course you did. Of course you fucking did, because you're a piece of shit. I think this album actually has more energy than all of the ones that followed it, <clears throat> personally. Wow, that's, that's a bold fucking statement. That is a this song has this thing. song has this album has tons of power, tons of energy, like through the whole thing. Um, Rob, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of affection for this album. I'm gonna end up talking about uh, the documentary called Funky Monks uh, in a minute. But yeah, I I really like this album too. I I really love this band. I I'm glad that we did this band because I this is one of those bands I forgot about. Like I'm a metalhead by nature, but uh, you know I forgot about how much I love this band. Um, yeah, it's my first time listening to this album, and I liked it. It does sound like 
early for them. Uh, and there were moments where I thought it was too naked. Like, I wish they added keyboards and stuff, which you see Flea playing keyboards in the documentary. So dude's a, a, a world-class bass player, uh, plays trumpet really well. He's a good keyboardist. I mean, dude's fucking invincible. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I like I like this album, and I, I like... Uh, <laughs> In the documentary, they play their red hot outside the mansion, and it's all live. It's like so there's eye contact. They're looking at each other. They really feel like they're best friends, and I just, uh, man, yeah, love this album. Um, so in the documentary, Funky Monks, uh, Anthony Kiedis is a fuckboy, and music empowers him. He talks about how, like, music makes him erect, and he's ready to... He's, <laughs> He's ready. He's ready to. He's ready. He's ready to fuck. And like this is like music is, like his sexual side is integrated into him, and he's getting uh, like success w with that. Uh, uh, John Frusciante is way more conflicted. He talks about how music will make him erect, and sometimes he go. He needs to jerk off, and then other times it's like uh, like a source of shame for him. He's like, well, this is distracting me from music, and um, you know I have to power through and. Uh, so you can tell he's more conflicted. Another way you can tell he's more conflicted is he, he talks about, you know, if you're a farmer and you have this cow and those are your two things that you need to be successful. And then all of a sudden there's paparazzi and there's, you know, people like shouting gossip at you. It's like, how are you going to focus on the cow? So you can tell that he's going to, you know, it's foreshadowing for him quitting the band for because he can't deal with fame and all of that. So uh, you can see how... Uh, Frusciante is more conflicted and stuff. Uh, Flea is not conflicted. Uh, he's, for, uh, you, you see him playing with, I think, his daughter or son, and he seems like a good dad, and he has growth mentality. He's like, we're going to learn from every album. We're going to get better and better. You know, we, we'll make mistakes, and then we'll get better. And you, it's, it's like no fucking wonder this dude is good at every instrument and has a long career. I mean, he's just, he has the right attitude. He's, he's fucking awesome. Um, then Chad Smith, uh, yeah, he he loves his motorcycle. Uh, whether, whether he didn't go to, whether he didn't sleep in the mansion because of the wife or the haunted or whatever, he he did love being on his motorcycle. He's a normal guy. I I don't really have much to say about Chad. He he plays drums and he's normal. Hey hey, um, yeah, drummers are amazing. They're the they're the. I would say Chad Smith and and Flea are what make. Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I know what, Chad Smith started in 88. Sure. But Flea, I'm not gay. I'm, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by saying I'm not gay. Mm -hmm. I would suck his dick. So you're <laughs> I would say I, I would have, if, if we were backstage and he's just like, did you enjoy the show? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how about you enjoy it a little bit more? Here's my thoughts on what you said. I, I agree. And I think most times, uh, you know, obviously always the foundation of a band is the pretty much the bass and the drums. But um, the thing that I was thinking about, I had this, I was thinking about this a lot, like especially later on in the albums, like By the Way and some Stadium Arcadium stuff. When there are songs that don't sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's Anthony Kiedis's voice that is what kept me remembering that it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, the other dudes definitely keep the funk going or, or get it started or, you know, keep that skeleton going, which they should be doing. But they, the band changes styles constantly or goes in and out or then goes back to older stuff and you know as we can see throughout the years but i think anthony kiedis's voice specifically is because he doesn't sing in any other bands um when you hear that voice you know who it is so 
I, I think that's one of the big contributing factors when they change styles of how it still anchors fans to kind of know who it is and, and appreciate it. So, so although Anthony Kiedis is the fuck boy of the band, a lot of people would uh, fuck flee. And, and, uh, and behind the music, they, they talk about how uh, some women came like uh, after the show had already cleared out, and they're like, "Is there anything of fleas?" And there's this one piece of underwear because you know, and uh, so this woman takes like his like wet underwear and like squeezes <laughs> it to drink like the sweat. Ah, I finally have a piece of him inside me, and uh, yeah, yeah, so she, yeah, she wrings it out into her mouth. Yeah, she wrings it out into her mouth. Yeah, so yeah, the world would suck his dick. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, we yeah. have to, I, and it's not gay. It's not gay if I do it. It's not gay. It's no, like it's out of it's out of respect. It's out of respect. Out of respect. You gotta respect. <laughs> gotta do it gotta do it yeah, yeah. alright I'm too, too, guys, much, too much I love how these guys like mastered sexuality in the days before porn you know like most most of us today have become like porn monsters and become more and more trolls with what we do you know they, they mastered it all in the 90s yeah, Dude, definitely. Th these guys would get canceled so fucking hard today. Um, I'm pretty sure some of these guys have either rape beefs, statutory rape beefs, or some sort of sexual harassment charge. These guys would get canceled hard today, but they don't get canceled because they have great fucking music. That's a funny Dude, thing. This, yo, the song Purple Stain? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I gotta read the lyrics to this to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it properly. <laughs> Uh, so Flea was also right, in right. the Weird Al behind the music because Weird Al parodied one of their uh, two of their songs actually. Weird Al did a mashup parody of Under the Bridge and Give It Away uh, for his 1993 album Alapalooza about the Flintstone about the Flintstones called the Bedrock Anthem. And in Weird Al's behind the music, this is what Flea had to say about it. He says, "I didn't think it was very good. I enjoy Weird Al's things, but I found it unimaginative. It wasn't that great. Yabba dabba do. I like Weird Al and everything, but you know, everyone is hit or miss, except for me, of course." Um, you know, be, be good or be good at it. It's like Flea is awesome. Uh, the world loves him. I feel like Flea is just like when we think about um, Primus, right? And Les Claypool is like amazing. He yeah. is, but like Primus isn't something you're going to hear on the radio normally um, or, you know, on like MTV or whatever now. Uh, but Flea is like that kind of perfect spot, like sweet spot of like good, imaginative, uh, impressive bass playing that still is like on full rotation everywhere that people are completely in love with. There's like a, there's probably like a, um, you know, a span of shit that freaks people out and stuff that like everyone in the world can be into. So. Yeah. A lot of people love, love flea. I, and like, uh, like a, a lot of people who love slap, it's, it's like, um, um, I, I've had people say like, I want to learn how to slap. And, and the response is, well, who do you li listen to that likes slap? And it's like flea. And then, yeah. Who else besides flea? Yeah. Flea is the only one I know that plays uh, slap good. Oh, yeah. like, or at least yeah, commercially. Yeah. Oh, bro. If, if you ever heard Neil Pert, Anani, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Getty Lee. Oh my God. I'm going to, Yo, after we're done here, go kneel on rice. I'm gonna. And... Yo, I had to do. Wait, fuck you! I had to do that as a kid, as a punishment, bro. And we'll, I and, we'll, do it, we'll go do it after the show. And again. He, first of all, let's talk about child abuse. All right. 
What is yeah. wrong with you, Jay? I Are fuck you on drugs? I am. A, I'm, I'm back on the wagon, all right? So, um, so I had to kneel on a, a fucking hardwood floor. And or maybe it was hardwood. I don't remember. Um, so I d- if we, we fucked up and I had to kneel on rice and then have my hands on my head like a fucking POW prisoner in Vietnam. Like I got shot down over fucking Hanoi. And if I lean back, my mom would take a belt and just whip you on your ass. And I'm just, you talking buckle side or just like the the belt side? I'm talking the leather with the studs. Like, uh, don't hit your kids. Don't hit your kids. Then they end up like me. All right. Why is there a studded leather uh, belt at your parents' house? Because my mom has a kink that I don't want to know about. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. uh, but anyway, moving on, man. Like, I thought Blood Sugar Sex Magic was fucking amazing. It was a fucking tight album. Um, Rick Rubin and the whole band, the whole band, like Flea, fucking, this whole goddamn band... Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic was an amazing album, and I think it fucking it just peaked up not peaked them, but it it started the step towards success, and it was just amazing because they had early albums that were good, but they weren't great. This one was like, oh shit, we're starting to notice Red Hot Chili Peppers are getting great, and I thought this album was amazing. That's just my opinion. Yeah, some some bands nail it on their debut. Some take you know two, three, four, five albums in to to find you know where they want to be or what their sound is together. Uh, my favorite song on this album, I'm pretty sure, is it's it's either "Give It Away" or "Blood Sugar Sex Magic." Oh um, no! I like uh, I like a lot of the songs on here. "Power of Equality" I think has a an off putting chorus, like it's almost like it doesn't fit, but it it. I don't know, you kind of get used to it. It's like when I talked about how I had like a couple of records that skipped at one point and like I listened to them all the time. So now when I hear like a digital version that doesn't skip, I always still think there's a skip there and there isn't. Um, uh, Breaking the Girl's great. Suck My Kiss. I Could Have Lied. Uh, Naked in the Rain is really good. Apache Rose Peacock, I liked. The Greeting Song is one song that like has so much energy in it. This album is this, there. this is a long record. It's over, it's over an hour long. It's a, what did I say it was? 74 minutes. Yeah, uh, and Holy and there's shit. 17 tracks on this. It's a long record. Their Red Hot is a cover of um of a 1937 Robert Johnson blues song. You guys know Robert Johnson? He's like an uh, oh. old blues player who like a lot of people like uh, worship him. He's like anyway, whatever. He's it, that the whole like selling your de- soul to the devil at the crossroads thing like pretty much comes from him. He was a guy who was like a blues guitar player who sucked complete balls. Uh, he left for like two years and he comes back and apparently he's like master class. Um, and so that song, um, They're Red Hot, is a, it's like the sped up, almost ridiculous comical version of the song. And it's like a minute long. Uh, but yeah, it's good. The bass in this album is great. It cuts. Um, and, and as a whole, I really liked it. This is definitely probably top three Chili Peppers albums for me, if not top two. And and to me, it's a uh, it, it opened up my mind because give it away. I, I got into them, and um, the Simpsons. And I was a huge Simpsons fan. I still be a Simpsons fan today. When I if, saw, if it didn't suck shit for the past fifteen years, I know, dude. I agree with you on that, dude. It got so woke and so stupid. I'm like. Cancel woke culture right now. I knew it's not. It's not even that for me. I saw there was a Lego episode. I'm pretty sure it was a Lego 
crossover where everything done was done like Lego and it was complete shit. I saw it like at a bar and like I was drinking and I was like, this is bad. And I that's know. like that's like being drunk and seeing like an ugly chick and being like, nah, I still can't. No, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. And your dick's like, no, come on, dude. We need to do something. You're like, no, no, we're better than this. We're better than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, Rob, final thoughts. What do you think, bud? Great album. Um, let's see. Uh, favorite. Uh, I uh, I could have lied. I think um, one of my old friends used to play that song on guitar all the time. I have affection for that song. Um, uh, like you, I heard "Give It Away" on the Simpsons, and that what I thought that was the biggest hit on this album. But "Under the Bridge" is yes. I, one reason I love "Under the Bridge" so much. Uh, is dynamics, you know, like breaking away to just yeah. drums and then you know reintroducing bass and uh, yeah, I really like that song. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of affection for this album. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it's great. So then we have a huge, quite a big gap. We go from 1991 to 1999, um, where we get Californication. And there's a reason, gentlemen, if I can interrupt you, Mr. Uh, Jack Falcon, I'm sorry. Sure, talk about it. Sure. There's a reason I didn't include the 1995 album called One Hot Minute. Mm -hmm. And it's because I don't like Dave Navarro. I fucking hate Dave Navarro and One Hot Minute ruined fucking the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, I saw actually quite a few comments while I was listening to these albums that people said their favorite Chili Peppers record was One Hot Minute. They're trolling. They're fucking trolling because it was dog shit. I listened to the fucking album three or four times. It's dog shit. It's fucking raw. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> All right, it's fucking okay. sucks. It is terrible. Dave Navarro should be castrated and then rack him, just like in Braveheart. Rack that motherfucker. I, I, I don't hate Dave Navarro. I'm not in love with him, but I don't He's hate him. I remember my shit. cousin. He should remain in Jane's addiction. Just fall into obscurity. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He ruined. I thought James' addiction was gonna, was gonna come back at one point. They like put out a single, and then I don't know whatever happened. Like. Back when we were still at that house, that shitty house, nerd house. Oh, God. Oh, the fucking age rape dungeon house. Yeah. But yeah, they put out a single somewhere that was actually like pretty good. And then I don't know whatever happened no. to it. One I, hot, I do remember. One hot minute was trash, bro. Just, gentlemen, can we just, can, can I get Mary out my chest? Okay. How am I supposed to tell you? Yeah, we didn't listen to it. It's not on the thing Why? to listen to. That's extra credit. Okay. You, sh- you should want to listen to that because you should go, okay, cool. Um, I know why this album's dog shit, right? It's dog shit because Dave Navarro is fucking trash, bro. He's okay. trash. His wife is trash. His whole family's trash. <laughs> Wait, see see me you... in the street, son, and we're going to go at it. I feel like so you're the... stealing one of the sayings I came up with. What, what's that? What's that? I'm like, sad. you're trash. Your family's trash. It's time to take out the garbage. And I feel like that's... <laughs> I never heard you say that, but Rob Fortune, what he says is more important, so go. I'm yeah, sorry. Let's hear it. Uh, the, the, the consensus is when uh, John Frusciante comes back to the band, they're back to strength, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it makes them, you know, whole again, but it doesn't... It, I, I, I do... I am going to go listen to uh, One Hot Minute. I, the only thing I've ever heard is, like, the two singles on it. I'm but going to listen to it at some point. What's did, up? did you listen to the guitar styles of Hillel versus John Frusciante? 
I mean, I have, like, I know off the top of my head, I know higher ground. So who ground do you think is better? Urban. Was it Hillel or was it John Frusciante? John Frusciante has been one of my favorite guitar players for a long, long time. Okay. Um, specifically, one of my, which we're going to talk about, one of my favorite guitar-centric songs ever is Scar Tissue. I think it's fucking perfectly written. It's beautiful. It's it's really nice. And like, there, there's a video where a guy talks about uh, his tuning on that song because he detunes like one of the strings, the B string or whatever, because hitting one of the notes in the in the riffs would require like a quarter or a half step bend or quarter step bend or whatever. So instead of doing that, he just detunes the string and he plays it um, like a regular chord or whatever. A regular like arpeggiated chord um and uh i i've always liked him a lot i i'm i'm not in love with john frusciante but i kind of am in love with him uh i mean I, I like the same thing with brendan kelly like I, I i don't think that like sucking one of the guy's dicks is going to to show how much like they've inspired me or like how much yeah. they mean to me musically wow. like this is there's his, a there's a difference with with jomo sucking fleas dick but i'm saying like uh yeah i don't why know. why I, why is there any difference <laughs> like i think i i think sucking dick is more emotional than fucking. oh so you're you're saying like instead of giving them a handshake you just go up and blow them like i think that's out of respect man you're putting your mouth on the member oh right while we're talking about yeah one of the things i wanted to bring up before was uh one of my favorite parts of the behind the music for the red chili peppers when was when anthony kiedis was talking about them going and playing shows with just the sock and he's like it kind of gave you that little like danger where it's like someone could just reach up and yank it off so it's like it gives you that kind of like you know you got to be extra like aware when you're you know up on stage playing or whatever i i would have to wear an ankle sock but all right yeah you would <laughs> so there's a there's a story in Buddhism where uh, like Buddhists are vegetarians, but uh, one day the the Buddha's gonna die, and so uh, a rabbit comes up and sacrifices himself to save the life of the Buddha. Uh, so it's like you can eat meat uh, if it's a life and death situation. So in that way, I think sucking the dick of uh, like if if your favorite musician is about to murder someone out of rage and you suck their dick instead, you could you just you you got your favorite musician out of jail. You you like you're a hero. Yes, yes. You're doing God's work. You're releasing the steam. You're not thinking the way Mr. Rob Fortune is thinking. Outside, release the, the steam up here. You got to think the way Rob Fortune thinks. God damn it, man. Rob Fortune, you're a fucking savage. Holy shit. All right. Let's talk hey, about California. All right. Fuck Dave Navarro. He could go fuck himself. I don't, I don't hate Dave Navarro, but when I was listening to Airplane, I posted the video because I was saying, like, this is one of those videos that would still go viral on YouTube. Like, it probably has, like, 100 million views. Uh, but it's that really weird 90s thing. Like, the girls are, like, or the kids are, like, wearing, like, the airplane wings. And yeah. it's, like, there's, like, synchronized swimming in a pool. There's all these popping colors. The band's, like, on these swings over the pool. Like, it's this whole crazy video. Did you just watch the airplane video? Or did you watch the whole album? Like, what's going on? Like, you... yeah, just, yeah, the only thing I listened from that was from uh, the airplane video. Although there was another single on it that i've heard at some point okay. i can't remember what it is but yeah they're all dog shit on that album uh, but, but like yeah the, the only thing that could have made the video even crazier is if it was like all done in one take somehow or like they had set it up to like the way they do crazy shit now i don't know whatever anyway uh there was definitely a time when dave navarro was playing guitar solo and like it seemed like it was like building up to be good and then it was just the end so uh, i haven't listened to a lot of dave navarro the biggest thing that i remember when i was a kid was my cousin uh always like whenever i'd go hang out with him he had a bunch of pearl jam posters on his walls and i remember 
remember him having the Jane's Addiction album with the two ladies on the cover whose like heads are on fire. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a very iconic uh, picture. I remember always seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." I don't like the lead singer of Jane's Addiction. He's a fucking asshole. Californication. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. So, Californication is a 15-track record released in 1999, coming in just over 56 minutes. It's the seventh studio album from the band and the first welcoming back guitar player, John Frusciante, since his departure from the band in 1992 after Dave Navarro took his place from 1993 to 1998 and being fired due to his drug use. Californication is the Chili Peppers' most commercially successful studio release, selling over 15 million copies worldwide. It reached number three on the U.S. Billboard 200 and was nominated for five Grammy Awards, winning one for Best Rock Song with Scar Tissue. Uh, singles, Scar Tissue, Around the World, Other Side, Californication, Road Trippin', and Parallel Universe. I want to say this album opens up as perfectly as possible. The bass that opens up this record. And around, like I don't even love the song Around the World, but the bass that opens it up, is like it just catches you. And it's like, okay, these guys mean business. Um, I've mentioned Scar Tissue is one of my favorite guitar-centric songs ever. Uh, first half of this album, complete bangers. All the singles on this album, with the exception of Road Trippin', are on the first side or the first half of the record. Uh, all bangers. And um, also, the lead guitar playing on the other side is some of my favorite. I love it. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, so uh, I think Parallel Universe, like besides Scar Tissue kind of being like one of my all-time favorite Chili Pepper songs on this album, Outside of that song, I think Parallel Universe is my favorite. I've been like singing it all week. Uh, Other Side, Easily, Velvet Glove, Right on Time, and Road Trippin' is a nice uh, way to end the album. Uh, Rob, what did you think of this record? Yeah, I, I, like 2008 or so, I was uh, I was playing a lot of bass. I was playing bass in bands, and it's like, well, if I'm going to like play bass, I should have good bass influences. So I was listening to this album a lot, and uh, yeah, th- I, I, I love this album. And yeah, it's like the first half of this album is just amazing, uh, nonstop. And um, yeah, this this was the first time I listened to this album in like ten years, and I, I can't believe I stopped listening to it. I just it was even better than I remember it. I just ooh, ah. yeah, it is good. It is good. Yeah, I, and I love how it's you know like parallel universe reminds me of how do I say this? Well, if they're a funk band for part of the time, they're also like a guitar fucking rock something else band. Yeah, I love Parallel Universe also. Uh, Play-wise, it's not a hit, but it's, it's uh, I don't know why. I fucking love that song. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Other Side might be my favorite on this al- uh, album. I love the harmonized vocals. I love, jeez. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I would fucking suck this album's dick. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. One of the things also is I think the Chili Peppers have been blessed with pretty much great album art as a whole. The Blood Sugar Sex Magic cover is great. This album cover yeah. is great. It pulls you right in. You have these com- these op- these opposite colors: the blue in the sky and the yellow, uh, the red in the pool, which would be like the opposite of probably how this was originally designed or how it would originally look like red sky blue uh water in the pool uh yeah it, this this album hits hard it's it's good it's it's less funky than the previous ones it's more of this rock type driven thing but it's it's good it's a good era side of the band yeah Jumbo, what do you think bro this my brother and i i i, I grace his presence he he's a rock enthusiast he left this album in his room, right? Yep. Actually, he didn't leave it in his... He left it in the living room. And I was like, I want to listen to this. And I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? 
around the world is good, right? And that's what I'm saying. Yes, that is the way to open like, up an album. I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Is heavy. But parallel universe, I was just like this. When Flea is like just going into his fucking baseline. I'm just like, oh my god, this is fucking heavy. It's heavy without being too heavy. And it's just it, it it just complements the fucking mind. I can't even speak about it. It is amazing. Scar tissue. I thought scar tissue was fucking. It's it talks about like I I've been high where I'm just like this. I'm just like paranoid but tired. You know what I'm saying? And you're just like this. You're just like leaning back and you're just like. I could vibe out to this fucking... It's a vibe song. It feels yeah. good. It makes your fucking body just like... Holy shit, man. Like, And then Other Side. Other Side, dude. Um, I listen to that song because it reminds me of like my depression. That I fucking... I have to... And I have to hold back a lot of the fucking sad shit in my life. Because I just don't want people to... Especially like the people I love... My friends, I don't want them to know about, like, fucking how close I am to, like, fucking just, hey, man, I don't want to be here anymore. I'll, I'm going to Bukowski this shit, and I'm done. Or I'm, I'm going to take a road trip, and you're not going to find me again. I'm going to get eaten alive by fucking grizzly bears. Other side is, like, fucking dark, dude. And yeah. it speaks to every human being. We have a dark, visceral sense of ourselves you could have a bubbly personality. You could have a, a you know a welcoming personality like Mr. Rob Fortune. You could have a piece of shit personality like Jack Falcon. However, there is a dark part of every human being where we're just going. This has to be the end. This has to fucking stop. The the shit that happened in my past is gonna make me a terrible person. And when I listen to the other side, dude, I go. That other side is fucking death. It's pain. It's everything that you don't want. But you know it's there. It's in the back of your... It's behind you. It's ready to grab you at any moment. But I think it's welcoming that you understand what the other side is. You have to be aware of it. You have to understand that the other side is there. But you have to keep moving forward as a person. And have goals and have something for yourself. The other side is like a song that I, I would say is, in my in my opinion, is the best fucking song of this album, because there's some dark shit that is with this band. Whether it be a fucking heroin addiction, whether it be a fucking personality conflict, whether it be a fucking something happened in my past. Like Anthony Cadiz's dad was a fucking goddamn a a, a dick idol, if you want to be. The dude fucking. Created a monster, but a fucking creative monster, dude. And to me, Other Side spoke volumes to me. And it is my song. I love the video of it. It's dark. It's fucking... It's very depressing. And that's what I love about this shit. That's why I love about music. It brings up that visceral dark thinking of who you are as a person. And it brings it to light. Like, hey, be aware of it, but don't give in to it. And... Fucking love that song. Californication. Great song. Cheesy fucking goddamn video. It's so, cheesy. Yeah, it's so cheesy. I was going to talk about that video. It's like a video game. Yes, um, yes it is. 
Yeah, so I, I actually think that even if you don't like that video, scar tissue is, is pretty much a video of the people uh, driving in the car through the desert. Uh, then you have other side, which is this, it's almost like um, like those paintings where like the stairs never actually line up. It's like an optical illusion or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Californication is the, uh, the video game one. Uh, and I think all of them, I can't remember the Around the World video, but uh, all of those videos, even, yeah, even if it's kind of cheesy, I think they, they still are. Red Hot Chili Peppers was prime time for videos that will everyone will want to watch forever. They're, they're, they're in the vault of like weird, crazy era shit that like people can get into at some point. It's like you might be like, OK, I hate neon colors. But if you see some hot uh, guy or girl from the 80s wearing them or from any time wearing like 80s attire that's neon, you could probably get into it. It might just take you a little while to be like, OK, maybe I am into that. It's like high-waisted jeans, right? Like, I'm like, fuck high-waisted jeans. Then I see it's like some hot-ass chick wearing them. I'm like, OK, I'm in the high-waisted with jeans. With the thick booty, with the thick <laughs> booty, too. Yeah, so <sighs> yeah, so it's like, and plus, you grew up at this time. So for you to be like, OK, it's, it's boring or it's lame or it's whatever, for someone who's like 15 now or 10 now that they, you know, they've never seen something like that, it could be something that they like quite a bit or whatever so I, I just think that there's a whole just like primus just like a bunch of other bands red hot chili pep red hot chili peppers will stay alive well after they're uh done being a band because their videos will always be something that are intriguing to people their, their music resonates it's beautiful well, yeah i mean besides them yeah i mean yes definitely their music but i mean like if you look like uh november rain has like one and a half billion views or whatever so it's like you know those videos are what's helping keep something like that alive where people aren't probably listening to uh, use your illusion one all the way through or whatever but they'll watch a video like November Rain <clears throat> to at least know who the band is. So, but yeah, I'll never I'm listen not... to fucking Guns N' Roses on my own volition. On my own volition, I will never listen to Guns N' Roses. They're fucking dog shit. If you're listening out there, thank you for having 200 listens, people. We appreciate it. We're going over 200 today. Fuck Guns N' Roses. They're a terrible band. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right i'm sorry i want to hear what rob has to say man he's fucking this this guy oh yeah a, he's a monk oh uh, well i wanted to go back uh, carl jung says uh everyone has a shadow self uh your shadow self is your uh, aggression and uh sexual impulses so like you know th think of sexual impulses right like if you have uh consensual sex with your wife that's good thing because that's how we were all born, right? You know, like it's a uh, sexual, it's, it can be a gift given from God or you can rape minors, you can rape, you can, you know, it can be something very evil also. So like, you know, is, you, is, is your sexual desire steered towards rape or is it steered towards consensual stuff with adults? So you, like you take that, you know, you know that you have sexual desire, you have to know about it, you have to know that that's you too. You can't just say like, oh, those other evil people over there. It's like you have to know that you, you, you're interested in sex stuff and, you, and then you have to, you steer it you know and then uh aggressive stuff you might think that it's you know uh when when you think of world war ii it's like well how did like german people like put up with this like how were they so evil it's like we, we th those are the same human beings that we are like that we're not so fucking different if you if, if you're uh if the government tells you to conform you're probably gonna conform unless you're fucking uh 
So, like, you know, uh, you, you might think that the capacity to do violent things is, uh, you know, alien and it's someone else, but it's our parents, it's us, it's... Uh, so, like, what are you doing with your aggressive impulses? Uh, either the positive spin is uh, determination, which is, you know, we've been doing this podcast for six months, and we listen to albums that we don't like, and we talk about them anyways, and so we're, we're sticking to some, something, even though it, like, drives us crazy that we're listening to Axl Rose's voice more than we want to. We are using our aggressiveness to st uh, be determined. And uh, the other one is uh, assertiveness. You know, if you're if you're if you're getting pushed around, you know, talk back. Uh, you don't have to be. You don't have to murder them for talking to you. You can just uh, you know say your opinion. And uh, so yeah, you you uh, that's what the sh shadow self is. You integrate it. You know your dark sides, and you 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 steer towards something good. So that's what I wanted to say in response to what you were saying earlier. Nice, very good explanation. Thank you. So what you're saying is I should I should kill someone. I, well, you said the I, it's exact been a, it's been a long time coming, but I'm gonna find this person. They're gonna die. I know where they live. So yeah, um, <laughs> I love this. I love this album, and um, it's this is a this is a make or break album in my opinion for the Chili Peppers. It's a decade, almost a decade apart from the last one with John Frusciante, and it, they've changed with. Um, uh, uh, Dave Navarro in 95. I know at one point during here, maybe a couple points, uh, Anthony Kiedis was back to drug use. So if, if this album failed, it's very possible that this would have been the end of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. So it's very important uh, for this album to be good. And it's not only good, it's great. And it's, it's really well made. And like it's people loved it. It sold a shit ton of copies and it rejuvenated the band and it's exactly what it needed. Yes, yes. Um, there, yeah. So there's make or break albums. This was one of them and they went over the top with it and, and killed it. And that's why they're as popular now, probably even today as they, as they were. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know if they're as popular now, but uh, they have had a different guitar player for the past like 10 years or whatever. But um, you know, they, this, this was their comeback and it's exactly what they needed. How do you feel about Juneteenth? Um, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. There's here. Here's what's up. I was playing golf the other day, mm -hmm. and these fucking I got I I play alone or I usually play with one other person, and I got paired with a threesome with these uh, a guy and his two sons, and I was okay. like, all right, cool, dude, whatever. I'll play with you guys. And I was doing well, and then they were, like, talking about Juneteenth and about racism and all this stuff. I was like, what are you talking about? And they were saying some pretty racist shit. And I was just like, uh, I gotta go take a shit. Right? <laughs> I gotta go, bye. I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> I literally parked my golf cart at hole seven or whatever, and I'm just like... And I parked, and I was just like, yeah, I gotta take a shit, dude. He's just like, well, catch up to us, right? And I was like... Yeah, I ain't catching uh, up. No. I, I did poop, right? And it was a good poop, but I you waited. Took a growler. I, I, yeah, for sure, son. I waited like fifteen minutes, right? <laughs> they, yep. I, I'm pretty sure they got the gist. Like, oh, he doesn't <laughs> want to hang with us. Yeah, I don't want to hang with racist people, right? I like racial yeah, comedy. I love racial comedy. I don't like racism. Like, dude. Yeah, obviously. Why are you angry about a federal fucking holiday? Just. Shut the fuck up! It just—it's—it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big yeah. deal. If—if if people want it, 
and it has relevance towards yeah. American history and who we are, mm-hmm. let it be. Let yeah. it fucking be, dude. Can you calm the fuck down? Calm them titties down. Calm them titties down. Yo, are you going gray? Yes, dude. Oh, uh, are your pubes gray yet or what? No, no. <laughs> They're not gray yet. Do you trim? I, I Dude, I got the manscape. Bro, I'm I, full shaved, bro. What do you fucking mean trim? You, do, no, you bick no. it? do you bick it? Yes, dude, yeah. Bro, I trim. I don't bick. I never bick. Bro, I, I trim. And then do you get the gooch? Uh, I, I nair the gooch slash You nair the gooch and the butt. Do you nair the butthole? Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. Why? Because <laughs> it's the easiest way to get rid of it. Your farts will like... They'll, yeah, they'll, loud, bro, loud, bro. They'll smack because yeah. it's just... They fle- slap. It slaps, it's just, dude. It's just flesh on gas. It's just like... I know. Yes. I know. Yeah, definitely. Dude, I like, I like my ass hair. Here's why. Because it's a muffler. It's muffling <laughs> it, the sound. It, it is, and... Not only is it a muffler, but like it stops a lot of ass sweat. You'd be surprised yes. how swan, dude. You have like the most sleek cheeks, bro, with the with the narrowed ass crack. They're so sleek. Dude. I'm telling you, dude. They're, they're, yeah, dude. I'm telling you. Oh man, no. Uh, uh, I narrowed my crack once, and then yeah. for two weeks, uh, not even two weeks. I wouldn't say that. It was like three or four days. My ass uh-huh. was just super itchy because the hair was growing back. And I was like, <gasps> and like, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. You get, you get over it uh, after a point. So, you'll be fine. Why do you do it, though? Because, dude, it, it, I don't know. I hate hair, bro. Bro. Besides, you, besides on my head. Bro, you, you got to get tushy. You got to do the bidet thing that attaches to Yeah, I do. No, that I do need to get. Bro, I told uh, Carly. Yeah. Yep. I told Carly about bidets. She asked me the other day. I was like, yo, you need to get a bidet. It it, it is a game changer, bro. I use less paper and it cleans the butthole very well. Right. Yeah, it does what it's designed to do. Yeah. And, And if people have bidets, you don't have to get like a new fixture. I'm just saying, get a bidet system like the Tushy Bidet. I'm not yeah. marketing for them. We're not getting any money from them. But if you get a bidet, bro, your ass game changes drastically. It changes drastically. Yes. I like a clean asshole. And you know this. I've been in the field where you're, you're not taking showers for like a week, maybe two weeks. And you use uh, the baby wipes, right? Yeah. Baby mm-hmm. wipes are fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But the tushy bidet, my dude, dude. If you flush baby wipes down your toilet, it's gonna blow, dude. I, I well, I can't. That's why I got a bidet system because I, yeah, right. I have, I have septic. I live right near the coast. And by the way, you guys are welcome to hang out. I live right near the beach, so you guys are welcome. Um, if I'm ever down there, I'll stop by. Wow, that sounded like I. If this is an obligatory invite, I'm gonna fucking RSVP no. But I know Rob Fortune will because he's a genuine man. You're a piece of shit still. I know. It hurts, but it doesn't. All of this and more is written in my manual on eating ass. (laughs) (laughs) Pay pay $5.99. Yo, yo, yo. Shout out to the real man. Oh. 
It's okay. That was okay. That was okay. All right. Yeah. Jump on, hang on. Bro, this is first of all, we got a high life now. You ready? Oh, he got the big boys. This is how it's done, Jomo. That was weak. That sounds like a fucking what do you mean weak, bro. What do you that mean sound, weak? That sounds like a Christian jerking off to fucking uh, Mordecai porn. It didn't what? sound right. What does that even mean? I don't why know. Why can't I see your video feed? It doesn't work for me. I don't know why. I can't see your video feed. Rob, can you see me? I can see both of you. Yep. Then this is going on YouTube. You just need to adjust and figure your face out. I can't. Well, I can't see you. Anyway, stop being broke. We, stop being we broke. Ready? What does it have to do with anything? Pull, I can up see your, Rob pull, pull up your bootstraps. All right, we we got done with Californication, an amazing album. I feel like this album fucking propelled fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers to a different fucking level. It made them yeah. great. It made them awesome, and it opened up the minds to not just rock listeners, but to everyone who's listening to music, who's an avid music listener. Mm-hmm. Let's go into By the Way. All right, I'm so By the Way has one of my favorite album covers of all time. Really? Um, yes, I love this cover. I think it's fucking amazing. I don't know why. It just comes together for me. I think it's great. I've always liked the CD cover more. This is my favorite Chili Peppers album cover uh, that they've ever had. The Californication one is good. I like the Blood Sugar Sex Magic one. But this one, I love. I think it's amazing. Well, the color scheme reminds so, me of OK Computer. I get the the, the white and the blue. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so I I, lo- I like it also. It's okay. Yeah. I, I prefer I prefer Stadium Arcadium, but this is my. You thing. prefer Stadium Arcadium's boring ass artwork to this? Shut up, ho! I didn't ask you. Okay. Let me, all right. Let me give this the spiel. By the way, it's a 16 track record released in 2002, coming in just under 69 minutes, uh, reached number two on the Billboard 200, and went on to sell more than 8 million copies worldwide. The woman featured on the cover is Stella Schnabel, Frusciante's then girlfriend, artist Julian Schnabel's daughter, who designed the album cover and artwork for the singles. Uh, the album created a large rift between John and Flea. Frusciante is credited for with uh, writing most of the album's melodies, backing vocal arrangements, bass lines, and guitar progressions, therefore changing the direction uh, of the recording dramatically. Flea decided he would finish the album and then quit the band. He was still upset over disputes with Frusciante, who he thought was trying to take over the band. John went on a whole uh, level of art. John went on to this whole level of artistry, but he made me feel like I had nothing to offer, like I knew shit. Singles, by the way, the Zephyr song "Can't Stop," "Dosed," and "Universally Speaking." Uh, Jomo, why don't you say something about this record, dude? Uh, by the way, universally speaking, um, this is "Dosed." Feel like I was literally in a fucking heroin mode, and I've never done heroin. I want to try maybe one day. I don't want to get hooked no. on. I don't want to get hooked on the monkey, but I do want to. I feel like drugs open up a different part of your mind. Yes, but probably not heroin. <laughs> like, yeah, just go yeah, smoke dude. shit tons of pot, dude. No, 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 yeah. no. I want to do DMT. I want to do edibles. I want to do some fucking heavy shit. But it has to be with Rob. And Rob has to just sit behind a, 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 a fucking like, glass screen that's a, a one-way mirror. And he's just like, give him more. Dude, give him more. The last, the last apartment that I lived in, uh, when when I lived on the pond, 
uh, I lived with two other people. It was like, it was one of those apartments where there's just like three rooms and like, you don't necessarily know each other. He just rents out the rooms individually. And um, the three people I lived with there. Uh, so two at a time, there's only three rooms there. Uh, so I lived with uh, myself, a lady and a guy. And then the lady moved out at one point and another lady moved in. Did you and fuck the lady? All... What's up? Did you fuck the lady? Uh, no, I had multiple chances to bang both, but they were both fucking insane. Uh, one of them was fired from like four or five jobs in a year uh, because she was like blacked out all day long. Uh, and then she ended up having to leave because she couldn't, you know, she had to like, go back to her parents' house or some shit because she couldn't like pay to stay there anymore. And then when she left, this other lady moved in who I liked a lot and she and I were pretty close, uh, but she was like a raging fucking alcoholic. And then the dude... Uh, was like a heroin addict in like the 70s and 80s and he had been clean for like 20 years and he met this lady when we lived together and she was a fucking party animal they were both like 65 or whatever and she brought him right back down that fucking trail and he became a fucking hardcore drug addict again and at like 65 he 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 got fired from his job he had to move back in with his mom who was like 90 and uh it was a fucking that dude looked like shit he looked awful dude and like he he would be up at like two in the morning just fucking yelling about random bullshit and yeah he was like it's not like it's a fucking shitty situation like even when becca would stay with me she was like freaked out like oh shit i mean the dude wasn't like violent or anything he didn't do anything crazy but he like he was just like like he was crazy but it wasn't like he was like i'll stab you or whatever like you know he wasn't like any crazy shit like that but like the dude was insane why were you living there why were you living there um, at that point, I, 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 I had been, you know, I've been looking for a place to, this was after Nerd House, so I've been looking for an apartment. This guy had an open one. I saw it on Craigslist, so I went, I went to live there, and he was like, okay, this is the way I do it. I own this house. There's three rooms. I, I rent all them to different people, and he was like, here's your door. It locks. Here's the key. Here's the whatever, and, you know, I don't know. It, it was fine. Like, it was never, like, intrusive from people. Like, no one just came in my room where they didn't fucking, like, kick the door down or, like, be insane, but, like, all of them had drug problems and like uh they he was the worst because his was like a heroin drug addiction but i'm just saying like yeah it was it was it's not only like it's bad it's like he's 65 and just starting again it's like he's probably dead that's yeah heroin that's heroin's the one you never touch because it can be addicted uh the, the first time and it's it's not just mental it's it's physical right away and mental so it's like it's super hard to quit you know yeah don't heroin's the one you never do you um mushrooms and like uh, all these you know like ls okay maybe not lsd because lsd stays in your spine forever but uh you know uh, uh ayahuasca like those ones you know open up your mind they're psychoactive and they aren't like they don't you don't ne- never heroin though Heroin, all that does is you can't enjoy regular life anymore because the feeling that you have on heroin doesn't compete with anything in real life. So you just you you you're not happy being a human anymore. So never heroin. Remember that. I, I'm still gonna try it, but whatever. You got problems. All right, Joe, tell <laughs> us about this album. All right, bro. Like to me, this album was a great segue from like Californication. <clears throat> like by the way, it was just like. It, it, it launched this band. It, it's a great fucking goddamn song. Universally speaking, I wrote a lot of notes on this fucking thing. And <clears throat> universally speaking, don't forget me, the Zephyr song. Zephyr song feels like I'm in the LSD or I'm in some sort of psilocybin trip. Because yeah. it, it feels appropriate. Like, the video was amazing. 
We're about to clash, dude. <clears throat> I'm vibing to this song. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm feeling this album. It's feeling really good, and fucking can't stop. I mean, this whole album, um, in the beginning, I'd say the first eight nine songs, great. Then it kind of just trailed and trickled off. I think what they did is Rick Room was like, hey, these sound great. Make make this part of the first side of the album. And then we're gonna just we're gonna put these little happy trees over here, and they're they're just gonna be fillers for the fucking album. The last song in this album, Venice Queen, is one of my favorite songs on the whole album. The uh, word, you, fuck yeah, you, uh, ho. Here's the thing. Here's fuck the thing. you. Fuck uh, you. Get by the, fucked by your mother. You fucking piece of shit. Way, by the way, is one of my favorite songs on this album. I fucking loathe. The Zephyr song. I loathe that song. I've hated it since I first heard it. That song sucks. Fuck you. That's a great fucking song. Go fuck. And the worst song is track 11, Cabron. Cause I, I hate just, that song. Bro, I, I hate that song. I hate, I hate that song. It's so cliche. It's yeah, so stupid. It uh, it's on my list here. As a Hispanic person, it's cultural appropriation in my opinion. Um, I, I don't like it. I feel well, like whatever it is, the song sucks. It does suck. It does suck. What the, Rob? I need to know your thoughts on Cabron. I remember listening to it. It's it's felt weird to me. It didn't feel right to me. <laughs> it, it, it felt like rape. It felt like rape. There's there's this nice guitar playing and it's like really clear and well recorded and the song sucks. It's like taking it's like working on something, spending a lot of money on something, and then like the product is garbage. And yeah. I, I don't know. Like when I heard it, I was like, this song sucks. Like it's bad. It's like I'd rather listen to the Zephyr song over this, but Zephyr song is still trash. Fuck you know what you're a fucking asshole piece of shit. The Zephyr song is a great song. It, it, I think it's fine. It compliments a band. It is the band. It is Red Hot Chili Peppers. The theme, the vibe, the bass lines, the drums, the guitars, all feel good. I don't know what you're talking about. I just, I'm trying to understand what's in your fucking autistic mind. It's boring. Go listen to the chorus again. It's boring as hell. I feel it more than ever. In a place together. <laughs> there's some sounds at the end of zephyr's song that really annoy me i don't know if it's uh like whispering don't, as in don't do as that in to like me. a as in like a screaming or if it's a chinese symbol that uh but there's something super abrasive at the end of it that i don't like I, i'm rob don't do this to me don't do this to me <laughs> I love you, dude. You can't do this shit to me, dude. Jomo, this is the point where we both press a button and the floor pulls out from under you and you fall into a hole and get burned alive. No, 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 no. You hold the gun to my head and then you give me a small knife, like in Japanese culture, and I commit seppuku. Oh, no, 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 Eviscerate. So this this <laughs> album this album is definitely slower than previous records. It, uh, it, it, it the is. The end but, of it, really. But goddamn, I, the only bad song... Was Cabron? Yeah, I'm not saying the songs are bad. Besides that one, I'm, well, I, besides Zephyr, I don't like Zephyr. I never Why? liked it. It's a great it's fucking song. song. No, it's not. No, it's not. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Uh, and you, yeah, and you could definitely tell that Flea's playing is more not his. And like when I, I was, oh, so I listened, I listened, no. I listened no, to no, these no, albums. No, 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 no. Uh, forwards in time and then backwards, uh, and there's and there's definitely like his playing is a lot different on the other albums than it is on this one. 
Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Oh, there's a song in here called Tear. It's spelled T-E-A-R. And as I'm listening to it, I was like, is this Tear or Tear? I don't, I don't know what, what this spelling is. Anyway, it's Tear. Uh, dynamically, that song is great. Um, oh, and also, yeah, there's definitely... Um, oh, no, I was going to say that. I feel like Anthony Kiedis is singing is what always kind of anchors their dude, music. He's got a different voice, dude. He's got such a powerful... Like, yeah, but you can it, just tell it, it's it's, it's it a po- it's a very poetic voice to the to the band. When I think about shitty singers, I think about System of a Down, right? Okay. I don't like the System of a Down singer. I hope Serge Tankian like commits suicide within the next year. Like by December, kill yourself. For what? You're not. You're I mean, not. He fits the he, music fine. I no, he does not. Go fuck yourself. Okay. But Anthony Kiedis is just like that dude. Is been through like substance abuse he's been through a lot of bull dude 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 started drinking and smoking marijuana at like 13 years old dude yeah i wasn't i was thinking about fucking pokemon cards during that time and and to me it's just like like system of a down is pretentious when red hot chili peppers doesn't feel as pretentious they're just like they're artists they're just exploring themselves they're understanding and the only member that is concrete is Flea. In my opinion, is Flea. Flea is a concrete member. He's solid. He's creative. He's artistic. If you don't like fucking Flea, go fuck yourself right now. Go so fuck when yourself. Flea, when Flea wanted to leave the Chili Peppers pretty much at this time, he said the only thing that kept him here was that like he didn't want to ever have to have that conversation with like Anthony Kiedis to be like, yo, I, we're done. And... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, so that's why they're friends. They're friends, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, those two go back to the farthest of of these four. If if us three had a band, I couldn't bring myself to part ways with either you two. And um, I'll say frankly, like Rob Fortune, we know each other through through fucking um fucking Mister Jack Faggot Falcon. Um, I say faggot in a very loose term. I support the gays. I support LGBTQ and I intersex. I support all those people. But he is like, he makes gay people look gay. All right. So I (laughs) I would say that fucking uh, Jack Falcon. So I know you through Jack Falcon, man. And if we had a band, I couldn't leave you guys. It, it'd be like a boil that's on my ass that I couldn't really, you know, starch. It's got to, it's got to go. But I'm just gonna leave it there. You know, I just, I'll just lift one cheek higher than the other when I sit on my commode. That's it. You know, and Jamal, you're, you have, you have mental issues. Yeah, I do. You know what? I do have mental issues, and I'm gonna solve them right now. Okay. Uh, uh, Rob, why don't you talk about this album for a minute? Um, Dost is uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. You know, not just uh, uh, Chili Peppers, but just uh, yeah. I, I this is this is another song um, that I forgot about and I, I loved. I can tell when you said that uh, uh, Frusciante wrote most of it. I, I can hear it because uh, if if Flea is known for being the best slap player amongst white people of all time, then, uh, you know, Dost has no slap. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's next. Yeah, exactly. It's, that, that's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah, like you can tell, you can feel and tell a difference from his, his previous stuff and the stuff that came after. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 excellent also, but I, I can see how it's uh, uh, pu- pushing him out, and you know, I would I would feel weird if that happened to me. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is a great song. So I mean, you know, fuck it, I don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, is is awkward to me. By the way, um, I, I I'm finicky about dynamics and I'm finicky about transitions. And to me, the song is clunky. The song has two uh, hundred sixty three million views on Spotify, so my view is unpopular. So I don't like By the Way or Zephyr song. Uh, but I don't know. I do love this album. Uh, but like I, I love this band, and of the four, this is my least favorite of the four. I, I think Californication is my favorite, and then Blood Sugar Sex Magic is number two or three. Um, I don't know. This one, this one to me isn't as good as the other ones. Oh my god, Rob! You don't have to. You don't have to agree. It's just what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm torn whether I like this one more than Stadium Arcadium or not. Um, definitely the uh, Californication and Blood Sugar are top two. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, there's they like Red Hot Chili Peppers doesn't necessarily like have bad songs, right? Well, Zephyr song is pretty bad. Oh, but, like, fuck you! It's not bad. <laughs> it's not fucking bad, dude. Fuck you. But in general, like they, they don't have like inherently terrible, awful songs. Like there's songs I hear from bands, and it's like, what is this? I've never like said that when I've heard a Chili Pepper song. So um, yeah, uh, this is a good record. I love the artwork. Um, I. I I like parts of this. I don't like that it's slowed down and it feels a lot. It feels different and not in like the best possible way. Um, but it's not a bad album. And I think it actually like I liked it towards the end. Like um, my favorite songs on here, by the way, uh, universally speaking, this is the place can't stop. Uh, Midnight is a great song. Tear minor thing is cool. And then Venice Queen, which is the last song, is good. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's not a bad record. It's just yeah, it, it might be. It's it's either third or fourth of the four that we're listening to today, in my opinion. But the the artwork is number one. This is my some of my favorite art, artwork ever. Yeah, I love the artwork. Also, there's something about uh, you know the the, sh- the shapeliness of it, and uh, I don't know. And it's also like there's like a real picture. It's like he painted over like a picture or something. Like someone took this picture of like these trees. I don't think those are painted. I think this is like a photograph that he like drew the shit over. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think so. Good. No, Stick, no, sticks with me. It looks like dog shit, in my opinion. But okay. all right, go fuck Thanks, yourself. Jumbo. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's st- still good. It's it's different. Like you know, they they had to pivot at some point to to something before. Otherwise, you know, Californication, like I said, was was such a big uh, record. It was a make or break thing. So this, they they've done something different, and it's not that it's bad. It's just, do you want to keep going that way, or do you kind of want to revert? back a little bit the other way and that's what we're going to see in my opinion in stadium arcadium we see kind of pulling from everything there's funk stuff on there there's stuff that sounds like it could have been on by the way and there's stuff that sounds like it could have been on californication so uh it was it's a nice kind of grouping of stuff that they've you know sounds that they've had in the past are we ready to listen to stadium talk about stadium arcadium or yeah i am yeah i sure am okay yeah uh let me drop the artwork yeah, this you, is some of my least favorite artwork. It just you, it's just boring. Are you going gray in the beard? Yeah, you already asked me that, yes. It, yeah, to me to me to me this artwork is like <laughs> this artwork is like computery and it feels like yeah. uh Whoa well, shut know. the fuck up. It's it looks great. God Jim, damn are you, you Rob. drunk right now? I'm I'm as, I'm high on life. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I'm about to play golf after this. Fuck you guys. All right, well I would like to hear what Rob has to say, all right? Yeah, I want to yeah. hear about fucking Rob Fortune. He actually has some ins. 
insightful things to say. What comes out of your mouth is straight up sewage and buttholeness. The Thank fact you. that you think, let's, if you're listening to this, if you're a dedicated listener, fucking Jack Falcon thinks that fucking Goddamn Guns N' Roses is the best band of all time. He can go yeah, fuck himself in the ass with a fucking okay. big black dick. I'm talking about Mandingo Lex Steel dick. Okay. You're going to get fucked by Lex Steel. I want Lex Steel okay. to fuck you in the ass. And I'm not going to watch it, but I just want to hear your pain. I want to hear it. Okay. All right. uh, so the, the artwork, um, it, it, it feels a bit computery and like it feels a, a bit, um, um, uh, how do I say this? Like advanced graphic design, you, you, do, you do something to make it uh, unique. I mean, if you just pull up Times New Roman and use, or Helvetica, I think is the, the number one most common used. If you just use Helvetica for everything, it's like, okay, so you use the preset uh, that comes straight out of the computer. I don't know, I get, I get some of that feeling. So that's, I think that's why I like the, uh, uh, the By the Way artwork so much. I feel, that one feels like, uh, you know, there's, there's photography in the in back and then like a finger paint in front you know so it feels yeah. more human or whatever so um that's what i wanted to say about that artwork um yeah yeah Continue. what are you gonna say uh oh yeah i've just never been a fan of of this specific artwork i remember even like seeing this album when it came out and i was like eh, it's okay uh, apparently there was like three other album covers that were uh denied when somebody made them they they've got they've um gone through different artists through all these albums or whatever and this one specifically one of the artists he submitted like three and they denied all of them and then this is the final product so nice um, I, I like this album. This, this, uh, you know, I, I, I talked about a few of the moments on By the Way that like took me out of it, and like you know, uh, moments that were uncomfortable for me. I didn't have uncomfortable moments on this album, so I felt fine. Super long. Uh, I, what is it? Two, two hours and thirty-one minutes. This is a double yeah. album, right? Yes, it, it is. Yeah. It, it surely is. Yes. So I, I actually didn't listen to the second. Uh, I, I didn't. This, this album's too fucking long. <laughs> it is long. So, so um, what the fuck? Yeah, let, let me let me talk about Stadium Arcadium quick. But yes, it, it is a long double album. Yeah. Um, uh, so Stadium Arcadium is a 28 track double record released in 2006, coming in just over 122 minutes. Uh, it was the band's first number one album. Instead of being called Disc One and Two, they're named Jupiter and Mars to go with the space theme. The formation and recording of the album took place at the Harry Houdini Mansion, where the Peppers had previously recorded their 1991 album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Arcadium was originally scheduled to be a trilogy of albums, each released six months apart, but it was eventually condensed into a double album. Of the 38 songs originally written and recorded to be on the record, 37 have uh, since been released over the years. Uh, it's the last to feature guitarist John Frusciante before his departure in 2009 and return in 2019. The album was nominated for six Grammy Awards and won four. Uh, the inside artwork of the album features a band portrait recreating a classic cover of 1974's Odds and Sods by The Who, which I'm going to drop in the comments right now. This is what the Red Hot Chili Peppers one looks like. And this is what the Who album looks like. Uh... A problem, awful po 
a, a problem often pointed out by audiophiles is the mastering for the CD release. It can be regarded as a product of the loudness wars with heavy use of dynamic range compression and suffering from frequent clipping. I remember people talking about clipping on the uh, Californication album. So I don't know who they're using to master this, but apparently the people aren't doing it uh, the way they're, it's supposed to be done. The vinyl version of this album specifically was, re was mastered by two other people, so I don't believe it has this issue. Uh, on March 6th, 2007, the Chili Peppers announced a contest for someone to direct a video for the song Charlie through their YouTube channel. On June 2nd, it was announced on the website that the winner was chosen out of 2,600 submissions. Uh, the winning director was Omri Cohen, who not only had his video selected by the band, but won $5,000 and got to meet the Chili Peppers in Paris, France. Singles from this album, Danny California, Tell Me Baby, Snow, parenthesis, Heyo, uh, Des Deseration Smile, and Humpty Bump. Uh, who wants to say anything? Anybody? I feel like Danny California and Snow. I want Snow to be about cocaine. You know what I'm it saying? I'm skiing mm -hmm. on the slopes of cocaine. That's what I <laughs> wanted to be on. But she's only 18. Is <laughs> uh, Anthony Cadis should probably go to jail for all the fucking. Uh, statutory rape shit that he did. He's a rapist. For sure. Like, you're not getting it. These guys... Like, I feel like Flea and, and the drummer Dave Smith... Uh, Chad Smith. Chad Smith. My apologies. I'm going to rape myself in the ass later. Uh, these guys are literally, like... They're just misogynist, bro. And... I want women to understand that dudes have to just fuck things, okay? We have to spread our seed. We have to be that thing. If you don't like it, then go to go to go to England and see how fucked up England is. <laughs> and 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 then you're gonna understand like you could totally have a great life if you live in America, but you get a little bit not not a lot, but a little bit marginalized. And understand your place in the world as a woman. Like Okay, Jomo, why don't you just direct <laughs> like, the <laughs> Listen, alright, so she's only eighteen, that's a little rapey for me. Uh, other than that, I, I if I could be honest, it's yeah, this is this is honest. a red hot chili pepper thing. The first half of the album or is great, right? They have great songs. And then the latter the latter is just like Mm, that's dog shit. I couldn't listen to it. I I, I listened to ha the whole all these albums. And I'm just like, this is dog shit. This is terrible. I wouldn't listen to this shit. I, and, I don't think they have songs at, that at are this, dog shit. At this album, at Stadium Arcadium, I felt like they were dog shit. They turned to dog shit. That's just me. I felt like. The first couple of songs are good. Oh my god! Oh, it's it's there. They they got some good bangers. They got it going, and then it goes. Huh, okay. Um, if I was getting raped, what would I listen to? And this is it. The latter half of the album. It's dog shit. It's fucking raw. So this album is long. It's two hours. So it's over two hours long. Raw. Um, 
I, I don't feel like this record is a slog at all, though. Like, I, I, I don't think that Red Hot Chili Peppers have bad songs. I feel like some are better than others. But it's just like, you can put this on and and relax to it, or you can put it on and do work, like, while you're at work or whatever. And there's no, like, bad songs. There's just kind of boring ones. Okay. Um, but it's hard to make a double album. Uh, Guns N' Roses uh, almost did it. Unfortunately, they ended Leisure Illusion 2 with My World. Uh, so they pissed all that down the drain. Uh, but it, it's hard to write like 20 or 30 songs and release them all at once. Um, my favorites on here, Danny California. It's a staple. I mean, I remember everyone listening to that back when Stadium Arcadium is great. Torture Me. Strip My Mind is probably my favorite song on this album uh, among all 28. Come On Girl is great. Uh, Wet Sand. Uh, Desecration Smile. 21st Century. She Looks uh, She looks to Me. Uh, so much I anyway. There's there's a bunch of good songs on here, um, and I feel like this is a good balance of older and modern Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of packaged together. Uh, what else do I want to say about this? Yeah, shit. I mean, I, 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 I don't shit. think there, there's bad songs shit. on here. It's fine. I don't Straight think it's it's. Shit. I don't think like when I think of like my top two, when I think of like Californication and uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I. It's it's just it's kind of a more bloated album, and I but I think not only just this one, I would say that about probably most double albums or triple albums or whatever. Green Day did the same thing. Well, they were trying to make this a trilogy of albums where they would come out like six months apart. Green Day did that with Uno Dos Trey a while ago, and people like fucking despised those records. They were like, yo, most of the songs on those CDs are shit. Instead of just taking the four good songs on each one of them and making them one single album, you get this kind of bloated trilogy. Uh, even there's even bloat in you know, the user illusion album. So it's, it, it's hard to be able to just constantly make a bunch of good shit and, re, and release it all at it's once. It's called record well, deals, bro. Yeah. Well you get locked into something where it's like, you have to release something every other year or whatever. I mean, it's like the chili peppers put out like Californication. Then they're on tour for a year and a half. Then they get back in this, they're writing, uh, by the way, then they record, by the way, then they release, by the way, then they're touring for, by the way, then they come home and it's like, okay, here's 38 songs, 38 songs that we wrote. So it's it's huge. It's, it's it's hard to always be perfect. You know what I mean? And like I've said before, I'll say it again. It doesn't matter what you do in the music industry, movie industry, whatever, video game industry. At some point, you're going to hit that tr- that that point where like you get hated either way. You either didn't change enough and everyone hates you, or you change too much and everyone hates you. So it doesn't really matter. But uh, Rob, what do you think? Did do you have anything else to say about this one? Well, I want to refer to Steel Panther here. Like uh, later in their career, you know, it's it's like wh- when you get to a certain age and you've written a thousand songs already, you have to start editing more. It's like you got to yeah. cut down your 50 songs to 10 songs. You got to cut it. So, you know, uh, I think they needed to edit more here. I, I didn't even f- make it all the way through. I just, you know, knowing the general pattern, they've been a band a long fucking time. They've, they've made a lot of bangers. This is this this album's two and a half hours long. That's too fucking many. Yeah, it's long. So the, yeah, they they did throw out twelve songs or whatever. But yeah, okay. I know what you mean. <clears throat> yeah, you just, you just condense it all down to one. It's like there's times I listen to an album with twelve songs. Six of them are eh, whatever. Six of them are really good. Just make it into an EP of the six great songs where it would be five stars instead of a full length of twelve songs where it's now like two and a half stars. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but yeah, that's what they did. Um, the, the Chili Peppers are, I, you know, I, th- I think about bands that are able to stay alive when they kind of should be dead. And I don't think that the Chili Peppers should be dead. But I just said, like, they had a pivotal album where it was like, this is the make it or break it point for you. You either make something that's fucking great where the world loves you or, or you're pretty much gone. It's, it's hard to come back. 
uh, Green Day Green Day is the band that uh, put out uh, Warning, which pretty much killed them, and they clawed their way back with American Idiot. So it's possible to come back, but you have to have some edge. You have to have some pivot. You have to have something that is kind of new, and and the world wants that difference. Like yeah, Warning yeah. was 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 new for Green Day, as it was a different sound. It was just a sound no one really kind of cared about. What's up, Jomo? I feel like there should be an album dedicated to Asimov. There probably I feel, is. I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel, listen, ATM, A2M, the artist, he's like, I got bitches. He, this dude, he's on a new level, my man. And if we're going to establish something new, let's establish Asimov as a new thing. Why are we making this so difficult? What the fuck are you talking about, Tom? Ass to mouth. Do you know? What I think is? I think this is your calling in life. I think this the the next album you make, you're talking about. Am I going to learn how to play bass? The answer is yes. The answer is you're going to make yeah. this album you're describing right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. You make it. You be the pioneer. The ass to mouth album. I you have the vision. Yeah. You have the vision. So follow your vision. I need you it, to follow my vision too. I need you. Everyone's I on board. You. Just make it happen. Uh, let's go. Ass to mouth. So that was the Chili Peppers. Great listen. Um, I will be going back probably tonight, actually, and listening to One Hot Minute just to kind of see what the bridge between the two was. Because uh, it's interesting to me. I, I When I was watching the Behind the Music, I was really – I could listen to Anthony Kiedis talk all day. I loved the way he talked. I loved the way instead of saying, like, wearing the sock was like having a huge swinging cock, he said he was like it was like having this enlarged phallus. You know what I mean? And it's like – I, I liked listening to him talk. He has this he has this 30 year actually I don't know if it's necessarily him. There is a feud between him and Mike Patton that's been going on for 30 fucking years. Both of them don't like each other. Mike Patton says Anthony Keaton's ripped off his style. He says I didn't whatever. So, uh it's I don't know. It's it's like an interesting thing to note even though like it's none of my fucking business. You know what I mean? It's like I wasn't there. I don't know. But it's like they're both great. Uh, even if someone, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. There's a difference between inherently ripping somebody off and like uh, like literally stealing shit from somebody and then kind of there there are definitely times where two things happen almost simultaneously but they're both not ripping the other one off. It does happen. Um but Anthony Kiedis is is great. I mean, he he's a great singer. Uh, he's a great frontman, I should say. Um, and I love listening to him talk. And I I want to just watch the the documentary. I didn't get to watch it this morning, but I do want to watch it just because I I know I like hearing him talk. And um, they're a great band. Uh, they 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 step up when they need to. Uh, I remember hearing I believe a song off of the album with the fly on the pill. It was the one after this with the new guitar player, and I was bored out of my mind. He was. Uh, he's younger than them and he was their guitar tech or something. He's friends with John Frusciante. He was a guitar tech or something and was helping them out on the road. And when John Frusciante decided to leave, he stepped up. So he wasn't like a Dave Navarro where he came out of nowhere, like other bands to come in. He had been involved with them before. Uh, last I heard musically from him, I was bored to tears about it, but like I could always check it out again, but great band. Uh, they stepped up when they needed to, they've stayed relevant. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I commend them. And I, this is the this is the approach that I hope I beg that King Diamond takes, pivot to where something that people can everyone can grab onto, and that'll throw you right back into the spotlight again. Yeah, you're not gonna pivot with that fucking falsetto fag voice, but um, that's all I gotta say. Well, that that's the thing. He needs to find something, some other way to use it, his, his abilities. That's all. All right, I'm done. 
All right, so that was the Chili Peppers. I think everyone enjoyed it as a whole. Wait, uh, great band. Wait, 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 shut the fuck up. We didn't ask what? Mr. Rob Fortune. This guy is the arbiter of fucking education and intelligence. Okay, Rob, what, what would you like to say? Uh, no, that, I'm, I'm good. Let's, uh, do, you, do you know what we're going to listen to next time? What are we going to Yeah, I do. Um, I hope you guys are into it, but that just reminded me of, you remember the South Park where he's like, where uh, Terrence and Philip, he's like, like he's like, well, I can't remember what he has to say. Yeah, you just ruined whatever fucking, <laughs> fucking I loser. I, I can't remember what he was gonna say, but it was something like when everyone's like, well, "What are you gonna say?" And he's like, "Oh, I have nothing to say." Anyway, um, I hope everyone's down for this. I want to listen to the Offspring next week. Oh um, God! The, the, reason, the, the reason I picked the Offspring is because they actually just had an album come out uh, like two months ago, and it's been like ten years or something since the last one. Um, and I've always been a fan of the offspring. I saw them live a couple of years ago and they're good uh, or they're great in my opinion. Um, so there's four albums. Well, they have a, there's a bunch of shit I want to listen to. So I'd like to, so I, like I would say, I definitely want to talk about smash from 94. I want to talk about rise and fall raging grace from 2008. I want to talk about their new album. Let the bad times roll from 2021. And then, um, they have three albums, uh, almost back to back that if you guys just pick one, I don't care which one, uh, Ixnay on the Ombre in 97, uh, Americana in 98 and conspiracy of one in 2000. If, if, if you ever feel overloaded, you don't have to listen to all three of them. Um, listen to whatever you want of the three. I, I I'll talk about any of those albums that you guys listen to. Uh, I just know they have, it's okay. So like, I want to span the whole band's, kind of range so smash was an old album let the bad times roll is a newer one rise and fall is in the 2000s and then they kind of have like these iconic three albums back to back that i want to talk about so whatever you guys want to listen to uh smash ixnay americana conspiracy of one rise and fall and let the bad times roll that way you can hear what they sound like now um i love the offspring i've been a fan for a long time so it'd be nice to talk about i'm ready i'm so ready to listen to the offspring i'm so ready Okay. Jomo, why do you sound drunk as balls right now? Because your mom ate my asshole. Oh, is that that's what that's what did it? Yeah, it sounds really bad. But everyone, thank you for listening. We love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We have our differing opinions about what album is great, what song is great. I just want to say thank you to Mr. Jack Falcon. Thank you for bringing your obscure piece of shit opinions. Thank you so much. I want to thank Mr. Rob Fortune. You're the warrior monk. Everyone should desire to be like you. Thank you, everyone. Do not be like me. I'm a piece of shit, and I deserve to die. Thank you so much, all. Bye. Have Have a good day and a mediocre life. Have a good day and a mediocre and substandard life.